Well, welcome to this shortened uh, after-hours show. Uh, I knew and have known Pat Reardon as a man, as a grown-up man, as one of the most talented reporter-writers in the history of the Tribune. Uh, I avidly read his stuff, and we once collaborated on a on a wonderful, wonderful story about uh, the Gold Coast, where I got to know him a little better. I did not and would never uh, dare presume to know Pat Reardon as a baby. I do now. After reading his book, Puddin', an autobiography of a baby, a memoir in prose poems. Pat, welcome to the show. And I've got to tell you, I have never read a book like this, and I've read tens of thousands of them. Uh, it is unique. It is heartfelt. It is remarkable in a word. Uh, congratulations. Well, thank you very much, uh, Rick. Uh, I'm just... Uh, I'm just... Uh uh, I'm astounded by by how well you uh, have gotten the book, you know, and and how you uh, you see it as for what it is, which is something really uh, really different, a different take on babies and on you know on people. Yes, um, yes. One of the things, not only it, it, do I feel that way, but the the book is published by. Uh, the remarkable Chicago Treasure Third World Press, which is run by Haki Matabuti, himself a talented writer and poet. He writes in a forward to this uh, short but immensely powerful book, uh, calls it an exploratory wonderment of the first year of life. Writing as one's infant self is not only a first in poetry, most probably a first in book form. He asks a question that I am now going to steal from him and ask Pat Reardon, how in the hell did you come up with an idea like this, Pat? Well, it's there's two, two parts to that answer. One is, I have been watching babies... Well, first of all, I was a baby. The oldest secondly, of... I've been watching... Well, the oldest of 14 kids. 14, yeah. right. So I, I've been watching babies for 72 years uh, from the time my brother David arrived, mm -hmm. um, and I was a year old, and and then there were all the 13 others, I mean, the uh, altogether 13 others, and then... Your own children. Um, my own two kids, and now my own two grandchildren, plus a third... Uh, about to be born, like scheduled Tuesday, and all my nieces and nephews. <laughs> I've, I've watched watched babies. So I and and I all I, I'm I'm really surprised at how uh, the reactions of some people about uh, you know oh you mean babies think it's like yeah you know <laughs> yeah, they I, when have you watch to. a baby they have to or they I, just lie and cry I think right exactly and 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 if you watch a baby. Um, uh, babies will be curious, babies will be, uh, you know, they'll have moods, they'll have all this stuff. So anyway, that's the one aspect. The other aspect was after my brother David, um, uh, when he was 64, he committed suicide. And mm -hmm. that was really shocking, but it also wasn't. He'd had a real painful life. Sounds it. And so uh, w when, when he... Uh, when he did this, uh, I, I was I, I went back into therapy, and as part of my my own stuff outside of the therapeutic sessions with my therapist, I would 
I would I started writing down stuff about what it was like for me as a baby because it wasn't just about the troubles he had. Sure, I was able to relate to his troubles because I had a lot of the same kind of uh, experiences that he did. I remember so Pat. In, I remember yeah, reading. I think I think re- refresh my memory. There were some poems uh, about. David, in your, that wonderful book, I think you may have been on the show talking Requiem, about it, Requiem for, for David, David yes, published yeah. in 2017. Uh, right. Part of the your your repertorial exploration, and that is what I'm calling it here, because yes, it is it is a work of fiction, but I find it grounded in in reportage too. Am I wrong? Oh no! It absolutely. In fact, I have the the afterward where I talk about how I use certain things like photographs mm-hmm. to try to put myself back in the moment, um, and 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 re and refeel it. You know, to mm-hmm. feel it again. Mm-hmm. Um, and and also, I, it's it wasn't. I was taking not just the photographs, but also my knowledge of. David and myself and my siblings and the various ways in which we were shaped by our parents. And and the, the key question, um, or the, the key comment uh, that people would say in the family, they, they'd admit that my, our parents weren't real touchy-feely kind right, of people. Right, right, right. But they would, they would say, well, how could you be with so many kids? Well, I started thinking, well, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I went back mm-hmm. to where I was the only kid, so they didn't have a lot of they didn't have other kids, and they well, didn't we, have other kids with. We should mention David, too so. that your father. You know, talk about demanding. I mean, I can't even imagine the demands on your mom, but your father was a cop too, and and so he would he would have a day of various uh, sometimes emotional, sometimes physical demands before he came home. I. Yeah, I, I must tell you, Pat Puddin, uh, again, is the title, P-U-D-D-I-N apostrophe, which was a nickname given to you by your aunt, uh, is I I came to respect your parents in this book. I don't know if that was your intention, but you do. Here's here's one, and, and it is 110 very, very short prose poems. Uh, this is from January 6th, uh, 1950. Here he is. He keeps his space. He looks to her. He has that frown. He has that line to his mouth. He does not like to look at me. His hands are large. They move me with ease. He smiles when she is here. He makes jokes. He flies me bare through the air. The breeze is cold on my skin. I pee. They laugh. Uh, that should give you, ladies and gentlemen, some, some a sample of, of Pat Burden's writing in Puddin'. We have to take a short break and come back. There are a million questions I have for Pat. This is not the first time he will be on this show talking about this book, but we'll be right back. Pat Burden's new book is titled Puddin', P-U-D-D-I-N apostrophe, the autobiography of a baby, a memoir in prose poems. It is as beautiful moving and stunning a book as i can remember reading and it is unique how difficult pat was it to write this book i'm not i'm not just saying emotionally because that's obvious but stylistically when did you decide go ahead well here i i started writing um these these uh (laughs) 
I would leave therapy and go to Einstein's bagels, and I would sit there and write on the on the brown paper napkins, napkins. while I was eating a bagel, and and uh, and so I was I was trying to put myself back in that place, and so I wrote you know uh, one or two, and then I wrote three or four or five or six, and and I I looked at him and realized that that I was to, in order to get the voice of the baby, I was using mainly one syllable words, yep. so. Yep. When when I typed them up, I started replacing. I, I started using only one syllable words. So there, it's all one syllable words all the way through, except for the word "puddin," which was the the nickname my aunt gave me, and then the name David, who, who was my brother, brother who was born when he was on born. the last. Uh, yeah. So let me ask you too. You, you pick. You used, you didn't have many, uh, something in the neighborhood of, I think, 40 black and white photos for reference. And you do write in the afterward that, that in none of these photos were you and or your brother smiling, as many baby pictures are. Uh, that was basically your material. Your parents are long dead. And I don't think you couldn't really, you certainly couldn't go to David. So you were, in a sense kind of on your own, trying to commune as a reporter with these pictures and find a a meaning deeper than just the image, yeah? Right, yeah, exactly. But but also, if you look at your own life and you think of of how you... what what was my relation with my parents going mm-hmm. back to when I was thirty, when I was fifteen, when I was seven? In other words, go back as far as I could, and all of these things were there, and so I extrapolated to to jump back to the babyhood because yeah. Yeah. if if I had felt like there was this one, you know, these great years, and then suddenly everybody else showed up, all the other kids, and you know, <laughs> you know get out of here. But yeah. I didn't have that feeling. I, right. I, I, I really enjoyed each of the kids coming in, and you know, and and that's what uh, what was uh, that. That's part of what's so uh, disconcerting about this is, you know, that um, I I found the new babies coming in to be delightful, and 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 all of the kids, the older kids, were delighted with the younger kids. So sure, if, if you sure. were the seventh born, you had six older kids who really, really liked looking at you um, some of the stuff here is uh is to me it was at the same time chilling and heartbreaking but but very enlightening here we have back-to-back chapters and, and by chapter i mean you know a, a few words here is number six february 13th 1950 and pat as a baby writes in the dark in their bed in their room they make sounds that scare me sit on that for a while ladies and gentlemen then the very next chapter chapter seven which takes place almost a month later on march 7th she moves chairs and all the rest she talks to me as if i am her i can tell she is mad about what he said last night as they sat in their chairs at the meal she moves lamps and stands she moves the couch she makes a new room Her breath is hard in her chest, and there is sweat on her dress as she stands still to look at her work. She lights a smoke. She sits in a chair. She cries. That's really amazing writing, Pat. I cannot imagine, uh, maybe I'm wrong, but most of these chapters came to you full-blown. There must have been some some rewriting here and there, yes? Yeah, but basically, I'm sitting there, and uh, because... All my life, I watched my mother 
change furniture. This was kind of one of her default things to feel better. Mm. You know, when she'd be when she'd be blue, she would move furniture around. So um, I think what like with that one and the one you read about my father, there's. I I I am kind of channeling their own feelings as sure, well. Sure. Sure. Um, because you know it's uh, my my mother you know was uh, was someone who uh, who had a hard time um, it had a lot of anxieties you know and and, uh, and so it, well also uh, thirteen it got, thir- it expressed this way thirteen yeah. children would do that to you I, there's other there are other remarkably yet, yet buoyant. Uh, parts of the book. Uh, I'm, I'm not trying to make this seem like a, a, a terror story. There are buoyant parts. I loved May 30th, 1950, when I think it is the first that when doctors visited people at home, you were visited by right. a doctor. That is charming. Uh, June 3rd, 1950 is, I believe, could be your first trip to a park. And I love that. You also traveled to a tavern with your dad. Uh, oh, right, yes. Yeah, which, yeah. I, which I also, of course, me, Pat, I, I, I adore. Yeah. Uh, and there are fights and there are makeups. And on October 12, 1950, Pat Reardon, as a baby, writes, In my crib, I make sounds in my mouth in a soft way. I hear the sounds in my head. I try to match the sounds that I have stored there. Their words. I hear the sound food in my head but do not know how to make my mouth make the sound. She says words to me and leaves the room. I, I just so adore that. I so adore that. I I do think uh, that one comes out of this book, as I did, uh, unable, I think, Pat, to ever look at a baby in the same way again. I'll tell you that. Or And if not to interrogate every baby I see, say, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? Right, yeah. Uh, right. That must be... Uh, some of the response you've got. I know you've done a few talks. Oh, on absolutely, the book. Yeah. I, I'm I'm am I'm amazed at the. I'm not amazed because I think this is this is. I, I think I'm saying something really interesting. And no I, question. I have, no question. I have people who just love it um, uh, because it does kind of give you a glimpse of the world from someone else's perspective. Yeah. That, that you don't get, you know. I mean, you don't. Th- and and it's, I'm, I'm looking at the picture on my on my screen, uh, my screensaver, and it's me holding my my grandson Ulysses, who mm-hmm. is like seven months old, and and he's got this huge smile on his face. Uh. But he's at this point in his life starting to try to make sounds. So the fact that I mean, what, what you read <laughs> is what he's going through now exactly. at this moment in his life. So exactly. if you look at these kids, you see them you know working at it how what did this book writing this book what what did it teach you i don't know if teach is the right word pat Reardon. what did you learn about yourself in writing this remarkable again i will say remarkable book um i i think that i i found um that that my my baby experience was immensely complex and that it includes not just my feelings but my parents feelings and and my feelings had to do with how they how they were treating me or how they were dealing with me and and to what extent they weren't dealing with sure but but it also had to deal with who are they what do they feel like um you know why are they the way they are Mm -hmm. um and uh and and they 
they had one of the great love affairs of the world, um, and uh, they, they would he would my dad would come in from work and he would take my mother and bend her back like in a movie. Yeah, yeah. That's the only time he would ever act that kind of over the top. But that was their relationship with each other was so so core to who they were. Um, and so, as, as you read the one thing um, mm-hmm. of me kind of hearing them from the from the other right, room, right, right. Um, you know, it's it was my life is is not just mine, but it's also uh, their life their as life. well as my aunt. Sure, you know, oh yeah, um, and your I, grandmother. I realized how deep she was in my how deeply important she was to me. And your grandmother's in the book, and again, there's a yeah. visit. Pat, Pat Reardon's first visit to a neighborhood tavern, uh, one of the things that we both love about this city. Uh, there have been all manner of uh, of other writers saying great things about the book. Charlie Dickinson, who's a, a friend of both of ours, says Pat Reardon brings his repertorial skills and clear writing style to the challenges of world through a baby's eyes. You will take Puddin into your arms and into your heart which will be broken and made whole again over and over as you read his story and then when you read the story behind it. You also, in the book, I I love the way there's not not a light motif, but there's always this little brown box, which is a radio that your mom listens to. Yeah, you know, for a baby, for me, you know, I wouldn't know that it's called a radio, even if I heard the word. Of course. And also radio has two two syllables, so I had to avoid that. But, you know, it's a box where there's something coming out. I, it, it makes my mother feel real good, and it makes me feel good. I love the references to it. I also love the reference how you describe a newspaper, because a newspaper is more than one syllable, as sheets filled with words. Sheets full of words. Sheets full of words. Pat, it's a remarkable book. Do come on the show when I'm back at full strength. Come in the studio, and sure. we'll talk more about it. I, I am so grabbed by this. Again, the title is Puddin. P-U-D-D-I-N, it is, uh, you will be able to read it in an hour, and it will change your life in, in, in ways small and perhaps even large. Pat, it's an amazing accomplishment, and I'm uh, not, Thank my, you very much. not my place to be proud of you, but wow, wow, wow. Uh, uh, I'll give you a call, and you come back on, and we'll, we'll do it uh, for an hour, okay? Absolutely. Because I like reading. I like reading. I like reading these chapters. Maybe I was born to be a, 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 a poet reader, a, a baby poet reader. Uh, yeah, Pat, right. take care yeah. of yourself and love to the family. Okay. Okay. Take Thank care. Thank you. You too. Coming right. up, Blackhawks, ladies and gentlemen. I will be, I think, at full strength next week. So take care of yourselves this week. And one last, uh, Lynn Bramer died as uh, uh, Mr. Ruxton told you, and uh, you can read about it in tomorrow's Tribune.